Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about the Lost City? I am, because after all, we, we are the Watchers of Movies. And we're back. Back. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> are you imitating everything I say? <laughs> Guess I'm not. Uh, she used to do that, and I would just go totally silent, and she learned real fast not to do that to me. <laughs> That's not true, because I'm still doing it. Yeah, we had a, a potential COVID exposure, so it was kind of like, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, you get it. You get it. You've been living in the pandemic, too. Well, it's, not necessarily. There could be aliens <clears throat> listening to this. That's true. There's like... The people that live on that like island that don't even know that anyone else exists, <laughs> which yeah, is the, they they, kill, which they is kill, probably why they're listening to they this kill podcast. All the people that try to come visit them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty scary, actually. I know, but I think about the opening scene from the movie Contact, where our voices are just floating out in space. Yeah, yeah, you know, and someone's out there listening to this particular podcast, going. What is a pandemic? Do you know what a pandemic is, Zaxar? Have you heard Zaxar. of anything? Zaxar is a jerk. Zaxar the Magnificent. <laughs> is that a real character from something? It might be from Community. Oh. But, on, I, but I feel like I came up with it myself. I thought you did too, but then you said but it I in a voice not. that seemed very specific. So I thought, listen, we got to just get back in the groove. We've been apart for two weeks. <laughs> it's only been one week, right? <laughs> no, it's been like two weeks. Has it really been two weeks? Yeah. Right? Has yeah, it? Yeah, because, listen, <laughs> the listeners need to know this. We recorded the wrestler episode on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. And then you were exposed. Exposed, yeah. Exposed yep. on Thursday. hmm And so we didn't record. So it's that. been like a week and a half. Okay sure yeah you're right <laughs> i was wrong i'm a piece of shit <laughs> I'm, I'm a piece of shit <laughs> no you're right okay so it's only been like a week and a half i love that like, i'm a piece of shit <laughs> like fine whatever i guess i'm the worst person in the world <laughs> uh, oh man so speaking of community Mm-hmm. Mike and I watched a really good movie the other night called The Rental. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he found it. He wanted to watch. It. Like he was good. He put it on his like Netflix to do list, you know. And so we watched it. And I had never heard of it. And it was it was really fun. It was it's directed by Dave Franco. Yeah, he's married to Allison Brie, which I thought is like yeah, and just an in- odd couple. Like not a bad couple, just a very odd like i wouldn't ever see put them two together you know what i mean yeah i think i know what you mean yeah and um like they were in the little did you ever see the little hours no it's kind I don't of i think i've heard of it it's kind of a bonkers movie i can't say that i like really like it but it has sort of a slight fascination but i i wouldn't ever call it like a good movie right uh but it was an interesting take on it's about women in like mid medieval Europe who are in a nunnery, and Dave Franco plays this like 
I don't know what he did, but somehow he's like hiding out in the nunnery. Wait, and so is all it the like girls like satire? take turns having sex with him. Yeah. It's, okay, okay. It's definitely satirical. But anyway, they were in that together. I was like, what? Whoa, 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 wait. Wait. And this uh, cannot be serious. <laughs> we, <laughs> as soon as you were like medieval times and Dave Franco was in it, I was like, hold the presses. I mean, it's not. There's ridic- no fucking way like, this is serious. It's not like Robin Hood Men in Tights ridiculous, you know, but it, it's just like over the top. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it. And another woman, I think she's one of the members of that band, Garfunkel and Oates. I don't know if you're familiar with that band. It's like two women and they sing like oh, joke I th- songs. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. One of them is blonde and like tall and the yeah, other one's like a I short the dark-haired brunette. woman is in The Little Hours, but I could be wrong. And then Alison Brie. Anyway, all that's to say, back to the rental. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think I'd recommend The Little Hours. It wasn't my favorite, but the rental was really good. It's like a... It's pretty classic. It's about a cu- two couples who go to a vac- vacation home and then they are being sort of terrorized by somebody. And it's it's got some like creative some murdery takes. good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's got some interesting and creative takes on the genre. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was more enjoyable. I anticipated enjoying it just because it was going to be kind of like a, a thriller and a romp a little bit, but it was actually more creative than I anticipated, and I would definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix, and it's it's good. And Alison Brie is in it. Dave Franco is not in it. He just directed right, it. Right, but right. She's in it, and um, I don't remember his name, but he he was on like Downton Abbey in that movie that you said was really gruesome. Oh, Dan Stevens? Dan Stevens. Oh, yes. the, the Apostle is, is what it's yeah. called, yeah. And I, I think I'll that... I'll never forget that movie as long as I live. <laughs> it was so gruesome. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it was <laughs> it was a good movie. I, I would recommend it. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I watched The Flintstones last night. With the live John action Goodman? one? <laughs> yes. Wow, I think I saw that as a child, but I barely remember it. It was on Hulu, and I was like, is Rosie O'Donnell? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I didn't recognize the the woman looked familiar. The uh, woman that played Wilma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Rick Moranis is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Does yeah. he play, play Fred? He plays Barney. Barney. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Um, and Halle Berry and Kyle MacLachlan. Really? Yeah. I was like, well, I was like, that's not fucking Halle Berry, is it? And I was like, oh my god, that is. And it was a kind of a. Um, weird movie like not weird but like it's about these people that are trying to um steal all this money from this company and they use fred like as kind of like a fall guy for it and it's so yeah that's it's like not really like i wouldn't say it's like a kids themed film you know what i mean interesting yeah they're like embezzling all this money so it was kind of fun and i was like i was like man rick moranis is like such a like a, an adorable like nerdy guy you know what i mean and then i know he quit showbiz because his wife had passed away and he wanted to take care of his kids but oh really i mm-hmm. knew he quit i didn't know that's why yeah that's, that's what sad. i've heard anyway i don't know if that's like 1000 percent true but um but yeah so <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of fun and then i watched casper wow <laughs> yeah well since it's been so long since we've done this, Mike and I also watched uh, "Don't Look Up" because the night before the Saturday night, up. the Saturday night before the Oscars, we were like, I was talking to him and I was saying how. Wait, I want to look it up. Go, go well, ahead. Well, I was saying how I was gonna. I felt really disconnected from this year's Oscars, and so we were gonna watch one of the Oscar movies. And we looked through a couple of them. And they seemed kind of like 
kind of depressing and then oh oh we yeah like, the the leonardo dicaprio one mm-hmm. yeah and so then we decided to watch don't look up and let me tell you like the first part of the movie i legitimately enjoyed it was fun and i it heard was it was good wild yeah. not wild it was fun and kind of wacky and clever it was very clever but then it sort of like turned into like a big old mess oh and i I don't know. I don't think it deserved to be nominated for an Oscar. Um, I feel like I called it. I said it's a movie with an identity problem. Like it didn't know what it was trying to be. But it had clever parts all the way through. And it had some really creative artistic things like about life and death. And and I thought that that was good. But it was just there's like a lot of um, sort of a lot of the cleverness was overshadowed by like sort of on the new on the nose political statements which i thought like you have other clever things that are like getting a point across so beautifully why are these other statements you're making so on the nose and not clever like it's hard to explain but um what it did it say was it like rebecca where it seemed like it was a different movie like halfway through or something um not maybe not quite that intense of a change but it just got really messy and and it just felt it felt like the like the levity in the first part was overshadowed by some like weird desire to get these like political messages out and i don't mind because i don't mind political messages it's just they showed the movie had a really good example. It had really good examples of just like cleverness and artisticness and getting these points across, certain points across, with like clever humor and subtext. But then there were other things in the movie, like I don't know how to explain it. I just I felt like it just had poor writing in some yeah. aspects of it. Did you like? I mean, what do you think yeah, overall? I liked it. Like, I liked it. It was fun. Would I don't, you recommend it? I think I would. Yeah, but not because it's like <clears throat> I don't think it's amazing all the way through. I think there's a lot in it that's like could be tightened up quite a bit. Um, and Leonardo DiCaprio does a really good job, and Jennifer Lawrence does a really good job, and Timothy Timothy Chalamet is in it. And there's this part near the end. It's I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna say the line it's gonna probably gonna take just a minute or two if people like don't want to hear it but okay so he plays kind of like this clueless just like young adult and they go to this dinner at Leonardo DiCaprio's family's house and he meets Leo's wife there's the kitty and (laughs) kitty has arrived he says something to Leo's wife about like oh I stream on Twitch as like like ultra gamer 23 or something do you watch (laughs) and jennifer lawrence is like i i'm pretty sure she doesn't and (laughs) anyway it was a funny line uh it's good i it's not great do you watch (laughs) it's not great it's not awesome it should never have been nominated for an oscar if there was any argument that the oscars are slightly political i would say that this movie being nominated is definitely suspect yeah um but i'm not saying i'm not like saying that the oscars are not legitimate in some capacity but i am saying that like why was this movie nominated i need to know because i don't know it shouldn't it shouldn't have been it should have been it should have been like um a comedy movie that people watch and kind of forget about maybe 
and yeah. then if they see the poster or the picture five years from now they'd be like oh yeah that movie made me laugh a little oh, yeah, bit i saw that you movie know? one time it's not yeah. gonna stand the test of time it's not gonna be like anchorman or people are gonna quote it forever but it shouldn't be an oscar movie but anyway right i got you i would recommend it i think it's on netflix so if you have netflix just just watch it and be entertained yeah yeah, yeah. get it so what do you think of this whole chris rock will smith thing i feel like we should talk about that since we're a movie reviewing podcast <laughs> Um, it was really weird to watch. It was really like it was uncomfortable. It was like sitting at the dinner table when your mom and dad have a fight Ugh. and you don't know what to do afterwards. And I felt like in the room, like all the act, like everybody in the room was probably like, "Oh boy, what <laughs> happened?" Um, oh man, I would have been like, I was there when Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I uh. I think that it's I feel like we talked about something like this with the wrestler episode where it's like just one decision in your life that you regret forever. And I feel like that's probably it for Will Smith because this is like probably the the Oscar night being nominated for an Oscar is and winning an Oscar is probably one of the greatest nights of your professional life. Oh, for sure. If you're not, yeah, if you're not just like your life in general, like one of the greatest nights, because this is, it's the highest honor that you can receive in your chosen occupation. So for that to happen on that night, I just, I mean, I actually empathize with both of them. I think that Will Smith was wrong. I'm not making excuses for him, but I do empathize with both of them because they, but I, I don't know. I can't, I don't think Chris Rock did anything wrong because that's the name of the game. Bottom line, Will Smith was wrong. He should never have done that. Um, I don't think Chris Rock did anything wrong. And I, I empathize with Will Smith because he's, this is forever overshadowing one of the greatest moments of his yeah his like the pinnacle of his career this is his first oscar right yeah as far as i know i mean and this is the first time i talked about king richard a couple weeks ago it's the first time i've ever seen him disappear into a role as an actor and not as will smith like i'm in i like men in black i like independence day i like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but those are Will Smith. Yeah, King Richard. Yeah, he yeah. was Richard Williams, and 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 he definitely deserved to win for his performance. And so now, forever stained with this event, and it's something that I'm sure he wishes. Probably thirty seconds after it happened, maybe three minutes after it happened, he probably was like, "What yeah. have I done?" Yeah, and it sucks. And but I also feel really bad for Chris Rock because he was being an insult comic, which is what people want which is i i like that sometimes especially like especially when it's it's not like (laughs) he's trying to figure out a way up especially when it's just when it's light insults like i don't want i don't want people to be truly mean and i guess if he knew that she had alopecia and he was being really mean then that's totally different but i think I just I feel bad for him because I don't think in the in the scope of everything uh, I don't think he did anything wrong. He just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right, you know? right. Yeah, she's being she's getting distracted by my cat who decided that he is going to join the yeah the podcast the podcast. Isn't that right, Bear? Don't you want to meow a little bit for our listeners? 
No, he's just going to settle down. <laughs> what? Do, so what do you think of it? I don't know. I think the whole, it sounds like Will Smith is going through it. it sounds like he's going through something. And he, I thought maybe it was a setup. It was all fake. But honestly, I don't know. I, I think that it's just a weird situation. Really weird. It's yeah. kind of, I don't know if I really have an opinion on it. I just think it's a bizarre situation. I think, I don't necessarily think that Will Smith made the right decision. And mostly because it was a very public place. And, you know, and now everyone's good. Like, this was your legacy, but now... Like, this slap is going to be part of your legacy. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's like, is that something that you want, like, as your legacy? You know what I mean? Like, that that's all you have at the end of the day is, like, what you've done or how you affect people or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know. I think it's very weird. I think it's weird, too. I thought it was fake at first, but then it quickly became apparent that it was not fake. Yeah, it's... So it's very weird. I yeah. would never and Mike and I have talked about this because like he he actually said that lots of things have made him angry in his life, but he's never thought like, oh, I should hit this person or you know. Right. And right. I that makes that it that that's makes a lot of sense. Like you know, how mad do you have to be to get up on walk across the stage and slap somebody? So Well that that's that makes me wonder if there's some mental health issues going on. You know what I mean? Because that does seem like an... I mean, like if Russell Crowe did that, I wouldn't even blink an eye. I would have been like, yeah, that 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 seems about right. <laughs> you know, it's Russell Crowe. It, this is not the first time he's hit someone. But Will Smith just seems like such an even-keeled man. You yeah. know, he seems like he's a very, like, just, like, even-tempered guy. So it's... You know, I don't know, though. And I certainly cannot judge anyone for going through um you know a mental health crisis or whatever because i've been through my own and they're hard they're really difficult to go through and then and especially if you're having one in public it's it's just it's i don't know i don't think it was the right decision but i i i just think it's very strange yeah it was really weird yeah. it's really awkward and yeah. um i don't know i feel for both of them for different reasons but that's not to say that i don't think that will smith was totally in the wrong i do think that he was totally in the wrong you know violence is never the answer <laughs> yeah yeah um and then of course there's bruce willis's aphasia thing yeah, yeah that's really sad which i heard can be brought on by like a stroke or whatever but it is was it like a degenerative disease or something I'm not sure. I didn't totally read up on it. You I should look it up. I heard that it was a symptom, not as a, not a disease. So it it's like a like a byproduct of something else. Let's see. Hold on. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Oh, okay. So it's a language disorder caused by damage in a specific part of the brain that controls language expression and comprehension. It's many people have aphasia as a result of a stroke. I wonder if he had a stroke. Maybe. Yeah, or, I don't or know. He could even have a mini one that he was like unaware of, you know? Yeah. There really isn't <clears throat> much information about why he has it. But yeah. But that's rough. 
Yeah. That's anyway, really sad. We, we wanted to mention that. Heart goes out to you, Bruce. Anyway, so I bought Sam a present. <laughs> she a did. It's gifty. wrapped. It's wrapped. It's wrapped. Um, I feel like it's irrelevant to uh, what just you know um you'll understand when you open it so she's gonna open it right now okay i'm gonna open it right now lauren is in a pose of excitement (laughs) i'm excited looks like it's a gold box is this chocolates that would be amazing oh wait there's a trash can right here oh yeah there it is here for all the asmr people here's the what is this is it chocolates i see a jelly belly logo what is this <laughs> oh my gosh it's a milk chocolate wand harry potter milk cho- lauren i figured now that you've been indoctrinated into the harry potter universe you needed a wand of your own it's, it's taped <laughs> shut i need to get my tinker out and cut it hang on really Let's quick see, I have scissors here. wait let me get this tink uh, let me get my tinker out I got it out. I'm cutting it open. <laughs> the other day I had um, like chicken, like it was like cream of chicken soup. I was like really craving cream of chicken soup. And so I left the top of the can like just on the counter <laughs> and Bear was up there and I was like, what are you doing? Get down there. And I have like a little spray gun and everything. And I <laughs> walked by later and I realized that he cleaned the top of it he licked it clean oh wow he was hungry oh my gosh this is insane <laughs> i love it it looks like real wood look at that thank it's very cool thank you lauren <laughs> i love it that's so funny <laughs> oh my gosh i'm gonna take a picture and i'll put it on i'm glad that you opened it on the podcast because i was like this is i was like i didn't think of it until then but um or until like today but then i was like oh man she should open it so I can like get her reaction, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I'll enjoy chomping on this. Yes, I can't I believe I guessed chocolate. I saw the gold. <laughs> it was this gold right here, and I saw it, and I was like, "That looks like a chocolate box." Oh, I forgot to take out price. Wizard tag off it. spell sheet included. Oh, there you wow. go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love chocolate. Uh, good. I'm glad you like it. So, anyway, you ready to talk about the movie? I am. All right. So, this was very obviously a retelling of Romance and Stone. Yeah. <laughs> very obviously. Uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was fun. Me too. It really made me laugh. Um, I... It wasn't as, like, consistently funny as I anticipated, but it made me laugh enough where I had a lot of fun watching it. Me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I walked out. I had a smile on my face. Um, Yeah. It was... Yeah. I enjoyed it. And and I thought that Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum had really good chemistry. I was bummed that Brad Pitt died so quickly. Yeah. My notes say (laughs) it needed way more Brad Pitt. I know. I was like... Like, he died. And I was like, maybe there's a chance that he could come. Well, I knew yeah. that there wasn't. But then they, they, there was like the talk about, you know, uh, Alan had the brains on his cheek. Well, yeah, I was like hoping that he would just he was just going to show up and be like, oh, the bullet got my shoulder. Right. But he never did. And he did it in like the weird scene in the credits. But that doesn't count. I don't think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I was really disappointed because he was awesome. I know. Jack- so funny. <laughs> I love it. Jack like, Trainer. <laughs> Jack Trainer. <laughs> I love that like 
Alan has all those like different like the titles or whatever. He's like, yeah, you know, like Jack Chainer, Stacy Butt stuff, like <laughs> in his phone. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren is doing like a cell phone mime <laughs> with her hands. Yeah. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, we should do a synopsis. We. I, oh, uh, I realize that we've been forgetting. I know. I totally have been forgetting <laughs> totally to do synopsis. I'm forgetting to do that too. So, so um, it, this movie is about a woman named Loretta Sage who is a romance writer. Like, wow. So that's so much like Joan Wilder. That's crazy. Anyway, so she's a romance book writer and she gets kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe who is obsessed with finding and his name is Abigail and he's obsessed <laughs> with... I, I, I love it's it. It's a gender neutral. It's a gender neutral name. His brother's <laughs> name is Le- Leslie and his other brother's name is Beverly. <laughs> so it's Abigail Beverly. I know. Could you imagine? Okay, wait. Yeah, <laughs> let's finish. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and he is convinced that she knows the uh, hi- the 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 end place or wherever the 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 location. <laughs> she knows the, you, location. the location. That was the word I was trying to look for. Uh, the location of this. Uh, crown mm-hmm. and so he ancient like jewels mm-hmm. and, yeah and so that's that's yeah. like the whole thing and so then alan slash dash who is her um her like hunky cover boy for all her, her books decides that he's gonna come go and rescue her and he he calls jack trainer who's brad pitt's character and uh and they go and rescue her and it's just a whole bunch of running through the jungle and fun and <laughs> kind of sexy and like you know like it was fun yeah um but what i was gonna say is could you imagine if you were um like friends with the family and you had never like met the boys like and they were like oh (laughs) yeah yeah, oh my my children beverly leslie and and abigail and so like the entire time you're like yeah those are women in my mind those are definitely (laughs) women and then you meet them and you're like uh, oh oh my god you're all men oh that's so weird <laughs> it was a funny thing yeah um so one of the first things i wrote down is that when they called brad pitt is that he was eating on the phone which is such oh, a yes. trope for brad yeah pitt. brad pitt loves to eat i love it and i was like and so of course i was probably the only person in the theater who like appreciated that because you know no one else i feel like no one else loves movies like the way we do i feel like that's a thing people i feel like that's something people like about brad pitt yeah he's like he's always it's an alluring thing he he's like (laughs) so like when they first show him i was like man you know i could i could work the rest of my life and i will never be as just cool as brad pitt is (laughs) oh like he's just He's just got this chill, just vibe about him, you know? Like, he's yeah. just always cool. Like, he's just a cool dude. Effortless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Effortlessly cool. Like, we're trying really hard, but it's, like, almost effortless, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But anyway, I've been re-watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've finally decided that I'm going to finish it. Finally. Oh. Yeah, because remember last time I was watching the last season and I started, like, breaking down about something happening in it and I couldn't, like, finish it. I was, like, crying over it. One of the characters thought he had cancer and I, like, at that time, like, could not handle it. I've had a lot of family members die from cancer. And I was, like, I could not handle it at that time. And I was, like, 
crying about it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break. <laughs> and so oh, I took yeah. a couple months Jeez. break. Yeah. Went back and I'm like two episodes done. Or I have two episodes left. Nice. So. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a good ending because, um, you know, I've been, I love that show and it's hilarious. But anyway, um, I, so <laughs> I was laughing really hard when they were playing the final countdown when Dash came out <laughs> Yeah, at the it was like a I don't know what it was a book the start of her book tour. So yeah, was all well, it was these a women. romance convention. Oh, okay. did you notice it was called Romancing the Page? No, it I didn't was. notice that. <laughs> it's called Romancing the Page. Uh, yep. Yeah, and so all these women in the audience love Dash, mm-hmm. and uh, and he has gorgeous long blonde hair, a long blonde wig. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, and 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 she's just so like. <sighs> She's just so, like, broken down from, like, losing her significant other, which I like that they had added that in there, because I think it makes her more of, like, a, like, has a little bit more depth, you know, versus, like, I know, I mean, I know that, I understand that they're not the same movie, but they're obviously, like, very similar to, like, you know, Romancing the Stone, whereas Joan Wilder, I wouldn't say she really had a lot of depth to her, other than, like, her just being, like, "Eh, I don't really want to go outside and see people, which, like, I totally get, but, um... I thought that <clears throat> Loretta definitely, uh, with like her losing her significant other, and they both had like the love of of archaeology and whatever, and and I thought that that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, I, it was a nice it was a nice way of like showing how she was smart and she had a very full life, and then it was sort of suddenly ripped away from her when when he died, and and why she would like sort of become a recluse mm-hmm. i thought that that was good did you ever see the movie the net no it's like a ridiculous 90s movies with, with her but the beginning of the net felt like very similar to the beginning of this movie where she's just solitary in her house all the time <laughs> communicating with people by the telephone never seeing people and i was like this is like a sandra bullock trope almost <laughs> it is i was actually just thinking that because that's kind of like while you were sleeping it's like the same thing is that she was kind of just always alone yeah. and yeah i mean yeah um, same with uh, Two Weeks Notice. Did you ever see that one? Oh, yeah. A long yeah, time with, ago. Yeah, uh, with Hugh Grant. Yeah. yeah. I think I own that one. But um, it's kind of cute. It's fun. Yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is kind of a trope of hers where she's like just alone and, and doesn't want to, I don't know. But um, I really, really liked the first part where she's like writing and they're talking about the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> because that always bugs me. It's like <clears throat> the snakes being in a temple is like one of those tropes where I've seen it so often. And every time I'm like, okay, so like, but where did the snakes come from? And what do they eat? Like, is there an abundance of mice? Sure, totally. But I have not seen one single mouse here. Well, you so. wouldn't if there was that many snakes. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny how they were like, well, where'd the snakes come from? She's like, well, they're just here. All these snakes are just in the temple waiting for us to come. She's like, did you bring the snakes? No, I didn't bring the snakes. They're just here. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. that was pretty creative. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, oh, she's so that snake's not biting the henchmen. And then I like how she's like, delete. And then like the, the, the villain's like, well, I'm still here and I could be a great character for this role. <laughs> and she's like, delete. And then he's just gone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's okay. So there is a part that I think I was the only one laughing and I actually wrote it down because I always say that I'm like the only one laughing, <laughs> but it was that really dark. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm still laughing. Um, it's so fucked up. But it was that um, that thing that the social media manager said where she's like, yeah, my friend Nikki disappeared. They found her later in her car, but she was dead. <laughs> I laughed at that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I started laughing out loud. And I was like, okay, crickets. Yep. The only one in the theater laughing at this super dark joke. <laughs> I liked that assistant because she there's this I don't even know like I wish Mike would like materialize because he's really good at uh, dissecting humor in a way that I wish I was good at but I'm not but there I wish that he could explain this like what why I think this is funny so there's this gag throughout the movie that I really really liked and it was every time the assistant would talk about social media posts she'd be like Hashtag romance, hashtag adventure, hashtag Sean Mendez. Yeah, I, like, I noticed what? that too. I was why? like, why Sean Mendez? I love it. I don't know. I think it's I. I think if I, if I could put on my my mic hat, I think maybe it's it's just because it's like bringing in an outsider who has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but people like to follow celebrities' lives, and he's maybe like considered this like attractive and alluring celebrity maybe to to the younger generation i don't know and 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 there's inherent humor in that just because it's like random hashtags that don't make sense to get views or something but i'm just gonna tag everything with sean mendes from now on and see if that helps like Like, (laughs) it was really making me laugh because they would they never made a big deal out of it if you didn't catch it you wouldn't catch it because it wasn't like nobody ever stopped and was like why are you tagging sean mendes it was just part of the jokes and i loved that i mean that sort of delivery really amuses me that that it was never called out that it was just like if you get it, you can laugh, but it's you're never it's never gonna be handed to you on a silver platter. It's just hashtag Sean Mendez and that's it. And I it, Hashtag Sean Mendez. I don't know. I really thought I really liked it. I didn't think I don't think I thought it was as funny as you did, but I can understand why you thought it was funny because it's just like you're like, why Sean Mendez? You know? I, I kept expecting him to like show up. Too. I didn't I'm glad he didn't show up. <laughs> that makes it funnier for me. Like I like like That's he was like, "Hey, weird. I'm Sean Mendes, and I'm a huge fan no, of your work." No, <laughs> I would have hated that. I'm glad it didn't happen because I like that. I like making a joke out of somebody's name. Right. right. I don't, there's something like I said. I wish I could explain it. Right. No, it would have ruined it. It would have well, and also like, I feel like there's a bunch of people who would watch this movie and like not even know who Sean Mendes is. That's you know, or recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, I know who he is. I know what he looks like. Um I don't my dad I saw it with my mom and dad and I don't think my dad knows who Sean Mendes <laughs> is. You know? Does your mom know? Maybe. Possibly. Nice. She nice. watches Kelly and Ryan, so she knows a lot of celebs. <laughs> Kelly Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. I love your mom whenever she's like talking about <laughs> Kelly and Ryan. It's so cute. She well, loves I saw Kelly, Kelly and Ryan. Ryan. I'm like, well, Kelly and Ryan is where it's at. So, <laughs> she you loves know. Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll call her, and if it's the nine o'clock hour, I'm like, oh, are you watching Kelly and Ryan? I can call you back. And she'll be like, it's fine. It's a commercial. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> she just loves her Kelly and Ryan. <laughs> oh man anyway yeah i I liked that i i liked it and i thought that the woman the um her her like editor or what was it her agent or something her i think her agent i kept thinking like i kept wanting that actress to be nicole byers (laughs) and i was like this woman is still funny she's funny but i feel like like it would elevate that role to just pop nicole byers into it you know i i i agree with you 1000 percent. she looked familiar to me but like not 
And it, but yeah, I kept thinking Nicole Byers too. I was like, hey man, Nicole Byers would just kill this role. Yeah. She'd be so funny at mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, I think especially with like the relationship with um, Oscar. Whatever. I love that's the, a guy from the for, yeah, Oscar okay. Nunez. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I'm like I'm like watching it and, and I was like why does that guy look so familiar? And I was like, I think he might be from The Office, but I wasn't sure. And so then I looked it up like right after I left the theater and I was like, oh, that is the same yeah, guy. And okay. he had a, a small role in the movie The Proposal that Sandra Bullock oh, was did in. He? Did he? And uh, he played kind of like a goofy foreigner kind of, but he was like a stripper and he had like a like a little crush on her. And so I really liked his role. I kind of, I wanted the assistant, what's the assistant's name or the agent's um, name? Let's see. Let me see. It's it's Beth. Okay. I wanted him and Beth to actually be in a relationship instead of her being like, you're my platonic friend. Like, I wanted them to, like, I fall know. In I love. thought that they were kind of cute yeah. together. And I liked how he uh, he was like, I can't help but hear that you said you like steak. I also like steak. And she's like, no. <laughs> I know. He's like, we go out for steak. And, and then, then she's like, like on, a, on a date. And she's like, mm, no. And she's like, I need you to take me to this island. He's like, okay. And then afterwards, we'll get the steak. <laughs> I, lo- I thought it was Love funny. steak. Yeah. yeah. Beth, uh, let's see, Divine Joy Randolph. I want to see what else I've seen, maybe seen her in. But let's see. She's in a lot of stuff I've wanted to see. <laughs> that but I haven't seen. <laughs> she's in This Is Us, but only for like in three. Pe- oh, she was in an episode of Life in Pieces. That's maybe why she looked familiar. Oh, <gasps> she was in Selfie. That's why she looked so familiar to me. She was. Oh. She played Charmonique. Her character was pretty funny. She'd be like, like something would happen between two people, and she'd be like, she'd be like, I just, I just want to block it. I just want this not to happen. She's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I always trying to block people from getting together? <laughs> anyway, um, that's a cute show. If you ever, have you ever seen it? Selfie. It's with um, Karen Gillan and oh, yeah. John Cho. I have seen uh, one or two episodes of it. It's yeah. it's pretty cute. It's like a retelling of My Fair Lady. Essentially, yeah. And I think John Cho is really cute, too, so that kind of helps. But um, I have to say, so I wrote down that I thought that Alan is the perfect travel boyfriend. <laughs> he, first of all, he has a, um, a neck pillow. Like, <laughs> perfect. He brings you a change of shoes. That was pretty adorable. cute. Adorable. Yeah. Brings you food, because he knows you're hungry. And he brings you water, because he knows you're dehydrated. Yeah. I was like... <gasps> He's perfect. <laughs> and I'm like one of those travel people who I would think it's pretty safe to say that um, high maintenance describes me. <laughs> so um, perfect. Love yeah. it. I was like, when can we go places? Alan, <laughs> let's do this thing. <laughs> I will. I will pick those leeches off your butt. <laughs> I also really like that scene where she picks the, the leeches off, and he's so like casual about getting undressed in front of her. And then he turns around, and he's like, "Are there any leeches on me? Are there any leeches on me?" And she's just like, "Wow, you know, you think about it, and and, and like she's it's, it's looking just, like, at his, in, yeah. she's looking at his penis. <laughs> she's looking at his penis. And she's like totally like speechless. I love it. She's like, you think about it, and you and you like you know kind of imagine it, but then it's just like there in front of you, and you're like, oh." Okay, and <laughs> I just 
don't know. The whole and he's like freaking out because he thinks there's leeches all over him. And she's like having this dialogue <laughs> to the air dick. about how surprised she is that yeah. his penis looks apparently very appealing, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah my mom leaned over at that scene and she's like well i guess i can't bring your brother's kids to see this movie and i said i don't know they might not even like i mean his sons are like 14 so they would get it but his daughter's like 10 i don't it might just oh yeah like, she might yeah she, that might just go right over her head if yeah, i saw that as a kid i would i don't think it would i don't think i would have got yeah, that either but, even um, as a teen i might have not even got that but i did like when when he was when his back was to her and he pulled his pants down and there was leeches all over his butt and he's like why are they all just on my butt why i know i know uh, they wanted that they wanted that alan booty <laughs> uh i really liked that there was a scene that made me laugh out loud for a little bit of an like an extended time and it was when they were running away from the explosion and the pet benatar song was playing and brad pitt was just like waving his hair around and it was like <laughs> Uh, what's the song is it like um what's the song that was um, i don't remember shadows of the night okay let's just okay well it says correct but i think it's shadows of the night whatever anyway oh. yeah so when they're when they're running in in like shadows of the night by pat benatar is playing and he just keeps waving his hair and it's extended it's like almost family guy extended where it goes on longer than it should and they're running in slow motion i it was really funny it really made me laugh yeah because channing tatum is trying to help so bad like they they wasted too much time like when they got to her that they couldn't untie her totally so they had to like push her out on the chair she was tied to on a and, wheelbarrow <laughs> and alan channing tatum is trying to help so bad that he's just like holding her ankle because he just wants to seem like he's being useful and meanwhile you got this like love specimen him. this like brad pitt wild like like wilderness trainer. guy who's like tough and smart and always has pretzels yeah <laughs> he, he was pushing her and he's got this long hair blowing in the wind and there's explosions behind him i thought it was very it was a very fun scene it was and earlier like prior to that when they're rescuing her like brad pitt's character jack trainer runs up a palm tree like no hands he just sort of runs up it and and Channing Tatum's, so cool. like watching like oh. <laughs> And I love how he's just like beating up all those guys, and and Alan's like, "No, I got that one. I I I got that one." And he's like, "Yeah, he was already unconscious." <laughs> yeah, I do like how every time uh, Brad Pitt would kill somebody, he'd be like, "Go to sleep," and like lay them down <laughs> gently. And then uh, Ch- Channing Tatum was like, "Do you have to let me say to Loretta?" Shh, you're safe shh, now. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> the finger and the lips. Yeah, you're, you're safe, safe now. now. And then, and then Brad Pitt said it to her. <laughs> I know and he's like devastated. Yeah. He's sitting there like, "What? That's my line, though." <laughs> I I was supposed to say that. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I was I was very disappointed that Jack Trainer died too soon. It was uh, you know, it was a tragedy. I, I wanted more of him. I I actually like when that when they were finally back at the car. I was sort of building the movie in my head and i was like oh so are her and brad pitt gonna sort of fall in love but then channing too. tatum and her are gonna end up together because That's of some what I was thinking too. because her and brad pitt yeah they were like having these like moments where they're finishing each other's senses and stuff and right and she's like why are you so attractive yeah and then he died and i was so disappointed I my dad was a weatherman 
<laughs> I love that. Uh, like that's the explanation for everything. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of not surprised that they killed him off early, just because the it costs end was, a lot of money to be in a movie. That, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not really what I was thinking, but that make that's a really good point. Um, but also, I mean, it was pretty obvious to me that you know Alan and and Loretta were oh, of inevitably gonna yeah. you know get yeah. together. Um, I keep forgetting every time I see Channing Tatum in a movie and he dances, I'm like, oh, that's right. He's a professional dancer. Yeah, I always forget that's how that. how he started. Yeah. 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 He's that's how he so, met his wife or oh, his yeah. ex-wife. They're yeah, not married anymore. Step up. Yeah. Nah. And he's so funny. He's so talented in c- comedies and I'm glad he's doing more comedies because that's where he really, really shines. I think so too. Yeah. Big time. He's very, very clever and he has really good timing and um, I think he was sort of like he was relegated to these serious roles for a little while, I think, because of his look. Mm-hmm. But that's those. No, stay away from those roles. I know. Do comedy. He's so good at it. So. I know. He He's, was. He was after Brad Pitt, which who can top Brad Pitt? But he was the best part of this movie. Like, I, oh, for sure. I, I agree. honestly, I agree. I'm not a huge Sandra Bullock fan overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't always like her movies, and I. She's kind of like in the Anne Hathaway category for me where there's like something happening that I can't quite put my finger on, but I don't always love their performances. And uh, so I think her role could be cast like they could have cast her or somebody they could have cast somebody I, else in the role i agree with and, that yeah. but they could not have cast somebody else in channing tatum's role he yeah was, he, he was, was perfect he was part. great yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i i i kind of agree with that i think that i like sandra bullock i don't have um i overall enjoy her movies i did not like the proposal i just wanted to yeah, mention no, that because me you brought it. well i actually, thought that that movie was incredibly creepy i, I did, i'm not saying it's a good movie i just mentioned that oscar was in it but i agree with right. you he, yeah <laughs> i actually uh as an as an aside if i can make a a brief statement i liked it when it first came out i remember liking it when it first came out which was probably like 10 or 11 years ago and then i put it on I put it on in the background, like within the last like six months, and I was like, I do not like this movie. This movie's awful. So, isn't she like sexually harassing him too? Well, I mean, it's kind of a weird situation. She's like coercing him into being in a weird relationship with him and with her. I mean, and anyway, we don't. I don't want to talk about the proposal any more (laughs) than just to say. So, like things change a lot over the span of like ten or eleven years because my point of view about that movie totally switched. Oh yeah, that's and like I when do I not rewatched. Think it's a good movie. Yeah, that's like yeah, it's like when I rewatched Fight Club. I was like, wow. So I actually mm-hmm. don't like this movie anymore, and I can't yeah. get on board with it. Yeah. So um, just a bunch of dudes running around committing felonies. <laughs> It's true. Uh, I did write that the, the part where they kill the dude on the bike. Well, he goes yes. off the cliff. I love when they were like trying to justify that. They're like, "Well, he probably would have fallen off the cliff anyway. <laughs> he was being a reckless driver. <laughs> like, he it was. It's very foggy outside. So they were, so. <laughs> they were taunting. She was wearing this like sequin jumpsuit." And so they were taunting, like, they, they sort of, like, put it up as a trap. They took part of her jumpsuit off and, like, set it up on a stick. And then he Which thought was it was clever. her. Yeah. So he 
like rode his like little scooter bike like dirt bike thing to right, it right. and then it, they didn't realize it but it was right at the edge of a cliff so he like rode right <laughs> off a cliff and so her and Channing Tatum well, and were, the other guy did too yeah. like they both did it. yeah and so her and Channing Tatum were like trying to justify their like their involvement in his death because it was totally it was totally accidental oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was pretty I funny I mean it's it, like I can it's not okay that some guy died, but he's also trying to kill Alan. Right. So at the same time, yeah. I'm like, well, it's either you were, or like, it's either us or the, you. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a kill or be killed situation. It, it but liter- still, it's a literally be killed. Or, yeah, yeah. They were not expecting him to <laughs> careen off of a cliff. And so they were like making like excuses about like, it oh, no, he was going too fast and you know he you know <laughs> he slid on the mud it's not it's not our fault that that happened and then the other guy it was just like it <laughs> i love it yeah <coughs> I inhaled too quickly mm-hmm. and i coughed <laughs> um i did like uh there's this part pop it's not very well ventilated <laughs> okay I did like, uh, speaking of Channing Tatum and how good he was, there was a scene where Brad Pitt and him were in the jungle before they go to save Loretta. And he's like, <laughs> I just like his delivery of this line. He's like, do you keto? You look like you keto. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I like the phrase. Brad Pitt's like, keto. I just eat pretzels. Yeah. I just eat. Because he just, he just. That's what it always sounds like he's eating something mm-hmm. crunchy, you know. And I just I can't imagine like chips for him, so I imagine pretzels. I was thinking like peanuts, yeah, or pretzels, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's just always eating. I love that. I love that Brad Pitt trope, and I hope they do it forever. I just, don't even know if it's a trope. I think it's just how I think he's his method. Maybe he's just like I think he's a method. Like that's how he sort of embodies a character. I think he. It's a good. It's good because I think that makes a character look really natural, and it works really well for him because people snack yeah, you know yeah. yeah i mean yeah i can imagine someone being like mr pitt we know you like to eat in every movie what snacks would you like for this movie he's <laughs> yeah. like i'm feeling some trail mix this time we're like great <laughs> i hope so i hope that's the discussion do you like peanuts in your trail mix <laughs> do you like m&m's sir like what what kind of trail mix are you thinking bud let's 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 let's, let's get a conversation going about your trail mix you know <laughs> anything for you mr pitt anything for you yeah. mr pitt so i also really liked sandra <laughs> do you later want to smoke an acid cigarette together <laughs> <laughs> nope nope just beer is enough for me <laughs> oh man uh, he's walking the dog i like when sandra bullock in the beginning was trying to climb on the stool because if you're a short, Dude, if you're oh a short God. woman, I felt that I feel, in my soul. Yeah, like, I like stools and high seating. It's just like, and there's nothing. There was nothing for ballast for her. Like, I know, and like the guys, like you okay? You, you, get I, on, are you oh, and are you was, okay? That was okay. Bo and Yang. He's on Saturday Night Live, oh, and uh, I didn't even. I don't yeah, it was kind of interesting to see him have a tiny part in a movie. And uh, yeah, he's like, you're gonna make it. You got it. You got it. You're up. And <laughs> it was then so awkward. And then she had to climb down again. And all these women were like begging her to like take off alan's shirt for this like convention and um i really liked the scene where she kind of snottily in the jungle sort of told him what she thought of him like oh you're just like an airheaded model and nothing ever bothers you and you don't have any real problems or whatever and i liked that he sort of shut her down and was like when i was on the cover of your first book 
I was really embarrassed for my friends to see me on the cover of this romance novel. And I was embarrassed for a while, but then all of your fans were so excited to see me, and I thought, I can never be embarrassed about something that makes people so happy, and I really I liked that. I love that. He's such a, like, he's such a sweetheart, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, as I said before, perfect travel boyfriend. <laughs> Where can I get one? Seriously. <laughs> Universe. I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that, too. And it's so easy to, like... It's easy to look at someone and judge them based on how they look, but you don't know this person and you don't know the struggles that they went through to get where they, you know, where they are, whatever. Um, and he just, he he genuinely seemed like he was just a good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. like a normal, real good guy. And and the scene where they're like dancing in the village, I didn't really care for. Because oh, I, I, I hate it. those, I hate those like forced romance scenes when people are like, Oh, dance with your girlfriend. Can see that, yeah. Kiss your girlfriend. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, now we're in love because some meddling woman made us do this physical thing that like I would never say that to somebody like I would never I would never walk up and be like, you two look like you're in a relationship. Oh so you God. should kiss in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, I've, that's I've so thought weird. about that. Yeah. Like if you're like walking and you like go under mistletoe and someone's like, you should kiss the person. Yeah. What if you're like, ah, uh, they're literally the last person I would ever. Because I think. I think I would be totally (laughs) that scene wouldn't bother me if it was just like music playing and him saying to her would you like to dance and then they dance but I really hate the trope of like somebody forcing them to do it because somebody misconstrues the situation and thinks they're in a relationship right I think that's really tired I don't like it at all I don't like that either but I did like the actual dancing part you know uh-huh. I liked watching him dance because he he knows what he's doing he's yeah. a professional dancer so I did yeah. enjoy that part from like a I mean I I in general like movies about dancing I find sure especially yeah. ballroom dancing for some reason I really like movies about ballroom dancing yeah no he is a good dancer and uh it, it felt it very much felt like it kind of made me wish for this, like, it, it made me feel like a nostalgia for, like, the scene in Romancing the Stone when they're, like, they're dancing and then they go and, like, you know, like, hook up, whatever. Because it just felt so authentic between them and, like, natural, you know? Um, I do agree with you that this one did feel a little bit forced. I didn't, I didn't hate it the way that you, or not hate it, but I didn't dislike it the way that you disliked it. I liked it. But I can also totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. I just... It's just small tweaks would have maybe made it a little bit better. Also, I was shocked to learn that there's like a running village on this island with a very active volcano. Yeah, that's like terrifying. That didn't make <laughs> sense. Like it was like two different islands to me. Like where's this village it coming from? It did almost seem like it was two different islands. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. there's this mega excavation going on of this lost city. And then there's just like this tiny village that's going about with a police station and everything. Yeah, that was, that was weird. Very strange. And I almost expected a um, something to happen like what happened in Romancing the Stone where she like goes up to some random guy and they're like, Oh my god, Loretta Sage, everyone loves your books, but it didn't happen. And so I was I was like I was like, I think that the only reason they really went into the village like to further the plot was to A have the like romance a little bit more romanced. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, B to find out about the sinkhole. Yeah. You know, like that mm-hmm. was really the only reasons. Um, 
and then you know people started chasing them again or abigail kidnapped her yeah, again he kidnapped her again and because uh, they wanted her to read these like ancient hieroglyphs to find the treasure yeah and she stole them from the tent when they rescued her so that's why I they were too <laughs> well yeah, maybe i don't, I don't know. know i'd be like some guy's gonna be after me for the rest of my life <laughs> and he's got a lot of money a lot of disposable income yeah and he's crazy <laughs> so um i was actually curious what you thought about daniel radcliffe's performance yeah i thought he did good i like him i think he's of all the harry potter the like child stars of harry potter i haven't seen all of them i guess but he's a legitimate actor and i think he legitimately has legit legitimately legitimately he has real talent and timing especially for comedy he's good with comedy like there's a movie called what if that we've talked about before Mm -hmm. that was randomly on tv recently and so i sort of had it on in the background and i was like he's he's a natural and i think i actually i feel i feel like he has moved beyond the harry potter trope or what harry potter Mm typecasting and good for him and i think that the reason he has moved beyond it is because he has that talent because I think a lesser actor would always be Harry Potter for people. Yeah, I actually have, mo- I've realized this like over the past couple of years that I've moved on to the point where if I hear the name Daniel Radcliffe, I don't immediately think of Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I usually just think like actor, you know, like I'm not, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't immediately go like, oh, Harry Potter. Um, but if I think of Rupert Grint or Emma Watson. Thank you. <laughs> God, I almost said Stone and then I almost said Thompson and I was like, neither of those are There's right. There's a lot of famous Emmas. <laughs> there are a lot of famous Emmas. Um, I think of Harry Potter. I think of usually Hermione. Sure, yeah. Or I get really pissed off when I think of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I think he did a really good job. I, I thought he was a good villain. He like, was a good like, psychopath. Yeah. And, uh, like, his eyes were wild at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, I, I, and uh, what a piece of shit, though, when he's all like, I've been abandoned here. Oh my God, they <laughs> abandoned me. Like, fuck off. You let two, you were going to seal these two people in a tomb to probably cook to death because that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And they were like this, the it, volcano yeah, was erupting. I mean, ugh. when he made when he made uh, Loretta go through that tiny cave, I was like, oh, Ooh, God. no way! <laughs> I, I would never be able to do that. I know. I I was thinking that too. I that was gives like, me like the heebie-jeebies, like nothing else. Like she's oh going God, through the narrow, narrow tunnel. Uh, it just then, reminds me of the descent. And then when the, yeah, and then when they had to go under the water to try to go out to the open ocean, I was like, why well, no? I would crawl through like the volcano lava before I did that. <laughs> no, I yeah. My um. So when I was and I I think I've told you this before, but when I was like sixteen, I got certified as a scuba diver. Um, because my dad and I like to go scuba diving a lot. We used to go to a lot of places where we could scuba dive, and then you know, like life happened and whatever. Um. And he wanted me to go cave diving, which is like one of those things where you go in a cave and you're underwater. And I was like, hell no, fuck no, 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 (laughs) never doing that ever. Because if you run out of oxygen, you die. Yeah. And that's it. Like, if you're lucky to get out, sure, but... Mm, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. No, that sounds... Like, it sounds like it. And there's, I mean... There are, I'm sure, like beginner caves for people that are not experienced in that. But to me, that's like you're still in a narrow space underground and you cannot get out. 
if you you know what i mean yeah no no, no i don't no nope. i don't like to think about that no i do not yeah. either <laughs> i thought it was really sweet how he would try to calm her down by being like what's that smell to get her oh, to like know, breathe I deeply that. i thought I that was really him. sweet <laughs> i love his very character sweet. so much yeah and um and i thought that i liked his character more than i liked her character me too and I wanted them to have a little bit more kissing and physical contact before, because they didn't actually kiss until the end when they were at the beach with. Every, I actually have they, a lot. I have something to say about that too. It, that scene seemed like it was filmed like maybe six months later because they were like, "We forgot to film an ending, guys, so we need to do something." <laughs> yeah, it was. I, to me, I thought that either like show a montage of them like falling in love, yes. like through this, you know, because yeah. everyone. Who doesn't love montage? Um, I love montage, especially. I know. I know. Yeah. Or, like, have it be something where when they do kiss at the end, it's obvious that they've done this many times yep. and they're yep. very comfortable with each mm-hmm. other. But, like, the yeah, the fact that it was just like, she's like, tell me what you would write, like, about, and it was like this. <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> like, a whole throbbing thing. Yeah. I was like, he's like, it could throb. And I was like, stop saying that word, yeah, please. He's trying to describe, like, an <laughs> erection, basically. Yeah. She's like, how would you write this scene or something? Or how would you write a love scene or something? And he was, he kept using throbbing. She's like, you can't go straight to a throb. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I know. And then they kissed and it was. Like it was fine. It felt staged. It didn't it did, feel. It did feel yeah. like a nice kiss. It didn't feel romantic or like they were into each other. No, it didn't. Yeah. And I thought that they had good chemistry too. So that was like, it just I felt like I I felt the same way that you did, where I was just like, oh, okay, um, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like you're not gonna do more. Like you're not gonna. Yeah, because I actually forgot about that scene in *Romancing the Stone* where they like dance and then they go get it on. And I would have liked something like that. Like, right, I mean, I don't right. need a sex scene necessarily, but it, like an implied sex scene with some foreplay or something, just something romantic. Right, right. Because otherwise, it kind of seemed like she kind of seemed like an ice queen for most of the movie. Right, and he kind of seemed like this like really great guy i know a really great romantic lead Perfect travel boyfriend i felt like she wasn't necessarily worthy of his character i couldn't yeah i kind of agree that with that facade was really not broken down that much i mean when they were in the crypt and they were like locked in and she did kind of let her guard down a little bit but i didn't feel like it was not it was the end of the movie so it, right. was, it wasn't enough right um i i agree i agree it was it, it just didn't feel like it didn't feel organic, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. and it w- like it wasn't enough to take away from the rest of the movie. No, I mean the movie but itself it just, was still really fun. Yeah, but it's still it's still like if you're gonna make these people fall in love, and then well, and then they go through this like massive event together, almost die several times. Yeah, and like there's nothing that. But like, also, he Hello, came. Haven't to we all seen Speed? Yeah. <laughs> right like but then he also trauma brings people together yeah (laughs) and he came to save her it's also a sandra bullock movie i did not do that on purpose but you know you know what i mean yeah so i i don't know i felt like she could have rewarded them a little bit more (laughs) i'm just i'm just kidding but no i'm just i'm saying there should have been just more romance because the movie was funneling the movie was funneling toward them being together so they could have incorporated more romance yeah you know yeah yeah it, it's 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 hard not to compare it to romancing the stone since it's so obviously a retelling mm-hmm. of it yeah um even calling the convention romancing the page yeah. which i appreciated the hell out of and that's actually i think a 
approximately when I moved from the because I was sitting, but I was sitting in front of all these girls like in the theater, and then I moved to the back of the theater uh, so that I could write on my phone because oh, nice. I didn't want to. Well, I didn't want to interrupt anyone. Yeah. it was that's that, pretty. That's pretty rude behavior to sit in front of people exactly. and like, get your phone out. Exactly, yeah. and so I, I felt like I was being rude, and even though it's like on the dimmest it can go, it was still like you can still see it. So so Beth rescuing them was a little movie-fied. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what are the odds that the boat comes up right as they're, like, <laughs> escaping from right. the volcano? Yeah. Yeah. And the volcano was, like, erupting at that point, so I don't know if any right person in their right mind would even take a boat that close to the island. I know. I know. Yeah. It's... Beth was, like, a badass bitch, though. <laughs> she was not going to stop at anything yeah. to get Loretta Sage safe, which is is great, but... um. I I just I like the part where she ends up at that that island or whatever and she's like I just need a foot massage and a pack massage and they're gonna happen at the same time and I know the logistics of that don't really work but it's gonna happen and she's like so I need you to stay open a little bit longer and get me a boat or a plane or whatever she says yeah just like yes girl um but um I also like the scene where uh she meets Oscar and she's like you're not going to murder me, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what he says back, but I get it. You know, he'd be like, I don't know. What if you murder me, though? I'm in your, I'm in your, your plane. Your cargo plane. Yeah. With a goat. Your goat could eat me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Do they eat, like, are they like <clears throat> pigs? Like, pigs will eat pigs will eat anything. anything but i know goats will eat like clothes and paper and tin cans i don't think they'll eat people yeah i don't yeah. know i i've heard that if you like it's literally dangerous for you to like fall into a pig pen because they'll start attacking you or something yeah. yeah they're pretty scary animals they are pretty scary yeah except when they're little babies and they're cute except when they're little bacons little, little baby <laughs> yummy uh, sizzling in a frying pan <laughs> Give me some pork sausage. I do like yummy. Oh, uh, yeah. Some um, pulled, pulled pork sandwiches. Oh, man. Am I hungry? Uh, are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hungry. Oh, I love that um, <laughs> That Abigail had, like, the ultimate charcuterie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was really... And then when the, when the like, hangar doors open and the jet started... <laughs> yes. Engine started, all the cheese was blowing into the room. <laughs> I love that he's like, I read that you like cheese. <laughs> and I was... I'm like... And she's like... I mean, she was kind of, like, eating the cheese. Yeah. But, like, there was legitimately, like, four tables of just, like, yeah. charcuterie everywhere. And I was like what a waste she's only gonna be there for two minutes just give I her know. a plate of cheese and go here i like they heard you like cheese or whatever but i like that she was like eating it and she was thinking the whole thing was just this ruse and she's laughing and eating the cheese and <laughs> am i in one of those hidden camera <laughs> shows a, like, yeah oh i get it yeah i know where the like the crown of fire is <laughs> yeah oh and the crown of fire ended up being uh like a wig of shells which yeah like, i like that i like that it didn't end up being a treasure you know yeah the treasure was that the one the old like the empress loved her husband and she made like a memorial shrine so she could mourn for him i know yeah it was romantic and sad and sweet and um it was an interesting like it was an interesting allegory for loretta finally 
maybe yeah. moving past the grief of losing her own husband five years before yeah and she like and she takes off the ring and then she puts yeah. it in the tomb which it really like that was really obviously symbolic of like moving on and stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah because i can't i mean i can't imagine that losing someone so quickly yeah. and then just like having to deal with that but um i loved that it was it was a i don't know i just i like how like abigail daniel radcliffe's character was was like who would build a tomb here no one can come and worship you like you know (laughs) and she's like that's not what it was for and and you know obviously a guy like that who's essentially a psychopath would never understand something like that you know because he like he literally cannot like his brain doesn't work that way you know (laughs) i mean because i assume he's a psychopath he's he's crazy he's Mm -hmm. crazy um he seemed the type of he seemed to me to be the type of person that if you found out that he murdered his brother who took over the business you'd be like okay yeah that makes that yeah. that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah he'd be the type that's like well i was pretty much just waiting for that to happen <laughs> yeah because abigail don't know. is cray this movie has something that um i think I, I don't remember who pointed it out if it was like a youtube video i watched or if it was somebody i don't know somebody pointed out to me it wasn't my original thought but in the movie national treasure like nicholas cage is is only like a couple steps ahead of sean bean the whole time and uh-huh. so it's like sean bean doesn't have any of these special things that nicholas cage does but he still figures out where the treasure is in relatively quick time yeah which i yeah. didn't ever think about when i was when i like was watching the movie I, I never thought about the fact like oh yeah how can the bad guys find out all the information almost as quickly as nicholas cage <laughs> and anyway in this movie they had that weird trope because somehow daniel well, wait, can i can i say something really quick and his goons didn't seem to be very smart either yeah like yeah <laughs> It didn't seem like they were. It just seemed. It just seemed convenient, you right, know. Right. And uh, in this movie, they had a lot of that. Where I don't know how, but Abigail figured out without the parchment and without anybody to translate the ancient hieroglyph. Abigail figured out where the tomb was somehow. Yeah, and kidnapped her to take her to it. I don't know how he figured it out. It was just sort of a convenience. It was very like yeah. movie-fied. I mean, you you really have to take you know you have to suspend your disbelief and and movies like this and just be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense that there's this tomb stuck in the middle of this cave and that this queen probably had to crawl through a tiny space and a bunch of rocks that it's really scary to get to to like mourn her husband but sure yeah whatever. Yeah, why not yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean how did she even he- do how she hew it out of the rock did she do it by herself did she oh yeah i who knows <laughs> i would imagine probably not let's see um yeah i don't oh i like that i like that um the poc mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> he did look like mark Wahlberg, though he didn't did he? look like mark Wahlberg. yeah what does poc stand for person of color person of color mark Wahlberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. you yeah. sent that to me and i was like i see that he looks like mark Wahlberg, but i don't know what poc means <laughs> yeah but, okay. person of color oh. um and he left the crowbar in there so they could get so out they could escape. yeah yeah, yeah. which he was, was like kind of a good guy yeah. in a way like in a kind of roundabout way you know um because he he kind of seemed he seemed like he was the type 
And they they show these like moments of him where they're just kind of focusing the camera on him, where it seems like he's just kind of pensive or he's just kind of thinking. Like he seems well, like he he's, he was very like protective of the island. I don't think yeah. he liked what Abigail was doing. No, to no, the island, definitely not, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, because that was like his home, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And yeah. His culture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can understand that, and and so it was. I think it was a situation where this guy was like forced into being um, or, you know, he he had like no other option. So your only other option is to work for someone you don't want to work for. But like you have to eat, you have to have a a roof over your head, you have to make money somehow. So how else do you do it? You know, and then and then your home's going to be destroyed because of the volcano. So it's like... (laughs) It just felt bad for the guy, but I like that he was like, no, I'll help you out. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. I felt that that was good because then they didn't get out in some like really ridiculous way. They got out because he saved them right. by dropping yeah. the crowbar in before he closed it. Yeah. 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 I like that. I was like, yep. He was cool. <laughs> he was a cool guy. But yeah, I don't, I really like, I kind of knew this was going to be a struggle for us to talk about because it's mm-hmm. always a little bit harder to talk about like comedies. But, um, other than that, like, would you recommend the movie? Or, or yeah, are you done talking definitely. about it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would recommend it. I think go see it. It's fun. It'll make you laugh. It's lighthearted. Get some treats. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Exactly. How about you? Same. Same thing. I like it. It was fun. If you like Romancing the Stone, you're going to like The Lost yeah. City. And if you watch The Lost City, maybe go back and watch Romancing the Stone if you've never seen it, because yeah. it's also pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It is fun. It's a very fun movie. Yeah. And the, I actually and think then that watch the chemistry... And Quartermain in The Lost Temple of Skulls. <laughs> oh, sorry. What were you going to say? <laughs> um, I was going to say that Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner have great chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. And their relationship was more believable than Channing Tatum yes. and Sandra Bullock. But I, I 1000% agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't watch Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls because it's terrible. <laughs> Unless you want to laugh the whole time because you're like me, who finds really stupid, ridiculous shit funny. Um, that movie was, I think about that movie every now and then and I just like. <laughs> I try not to. Just like, I think about that glove that like <laughs> like seared off people's faces, and so it's just a totally dry skull. When they <laughs> oh yeah, like the the skull remover, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, take the glove and remove his. Head. Like, oh my god, uh, we're talking about a totally oh, different movie. Boy. We gotta stop doing okay. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you can follow us on Instagram, watches and movies. Follow us at Facebook at Watchers and Movies. Uh, I did not realize, but there is actually a way to. Um, give us five stars on Spotify. So please do that. Yeah, mm. if you go to our page, you just go to our main page. Just, there's like a thing right there. It says give it five stars and just do that because we we sure love getting out there. And right now there's one and that's me <laughs> that gave us five stars. So um, it looks like Sam's doing it right now. Yay. And um, I've also given us five stars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So please, if you like our stuff, please, we would really, really appreciate that. If you like our stuff and you want us to do a movie that you recommend, you can do one or two things. You can go to iTunes and give us five stars. Helps us get out there. Um, and you can just say the name of the movie that you want us to review. Or you can email us and that's watchersofmovies at gmail.com. Actually, you can DM us on Instagram, too. I guess there's a bunch of different ways you could do it. I would say that if you're going to do it, though, your best bet is going to be iTunes and email. Um, and or, you know, just send us an email that you just like to talk to us because we love to talk to you. And 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, I just like how you're like, listen, only iTunes or email. And then you said, or, and I thought you were going to just say another, like, six other ways for them to contact us. And it, that's why I laughed. Uh, well, you know. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> Carrier text, pigeon. Text me on my Boost mobile burner phone. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sky Those writing. are mostly for dick pics. So, you know, you're going to. Don't gonna send a dick pic. Do not send a dick pic. And you will lose everything. <laughs> Thank you, Voldemort. Pretty decent, right? It's good. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to Mike for our theme music. Yes, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show Forty Two. Thank you, Mike. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. And that's it. Right. Bye bye.